Welcome to the Mission Uplift podcast. My name is Jen, and I am grateful that you have taken the time to stop by this little space. We're starting off 2021 with a theme and a focus of uplifting prayer. On Monday nights, we have live teaching on prayer on YouTube. And this past week, we heard an amazing message from Faith Cannings on seven reasons why prayer is important. It's not too late to check out that replay. In addition to Monday Night Live teaching, we will have podcast episodes each week with interviews and testimonies on prayer. Our first uplifting prayer interview is with my mom, Allison Roth, who has been an example as a woman of prayer in my own life. Without her prayers and my dad's and the prayer partners who have come alongside them to pray over the years on countless times, I don't know that I would even be here to share a word on this podcast. God has been faithful to answer prayer, and I consider it a great honor to introduce you to my wonderful mom. Check out Uplifting Prayer with Allison Roth. Today we are welcoming Allison Roth to the virtual living room, except right now we're both in an actual living room together. Hi, everybody. Mom, I'm so glad you're here today. We're just uh, having a quiet week, looking ahead, hanging out. And this month's theme on Mission Uplift is prayer. On Thursdays, we will release podcast interviews with people sharing on prayer and different testimonies and experiences in their prayer life. And I am excited to introduce you to my mom, who will be sharing the first of our interviews. And I'm honored to be here with my daughter to share on the topic of prayer, something that God has been speaking to me a lot about lately, this topic of prayer and what prayer really is. And when I think about prayer, I think the first thing that I realize is that prayer is the privilege of talking to God who is our Lord and Savior. And it's an honor to be able to communicate, to have this um, relationship with the Lord. And something that maybe I've taken for granted at times in my life, but even sitting here, I realize I'm looking at an answer to prayer, which is Jennifer Ramsey Roth, because when your dad and I first got married, I wasn't given a big hope to have children by the doctors. I had half an ovary and a disease called endometriosis. And so with that, it was a time to pray and to ask God if this was at all possible. And then Grandma Roth told me she had taken a drug uh, during her pregnancy with with dad that could have caused infertility. So here we were on both sides, not knowing if we'd ever have children. And well, God sure did answer. So that was one of the uh, amazing answers to prayer. And there have been many along the road. Now, I have been blessed to grow up in a family that values prayer. That's been something foundational in my life from the very beginning, but that has not been your experience. How did you come to know and appreciate and even learn about prayer? Well, I think I have to go back and look at that I wasn't taught about prayer, except in England as a child, um, the Lord's Prayer was actually taught in school. So even though I didn't know a lot about prayer. We know that God's word, it doesn't return void. So learning that in my mind and heart as a young person, it stayed with me. But it wasn't until I was about 11 and I went to vacation Bible school, the topic of prayer came up and I was invited by someone to go. Just a neighborhood thing, come on to my vacation Bible school and when I went, the pastor of the church at the closing had a prayer. 
And I thought, okay, what's this all about? And the prayer was to acknowledge that you had sin in your life and that you needed a savior. And I really wasn't sure what this was all about, but certainly God knew that I was there. And I looked around the room at all the other children who were praying that prayer. And I started to pray that prayer too. And that was my first prayer, I believe, asking Jesus into my heart at the age of 11. And, and for many years, I had this awareness of God, not really about what prayer was really all about, but just a, an awareness that there is a God. And one day at the age of 26, not going to church, not being raised with the church or going at the age of 26, I just felt that there was something missing in my life. And in all sincerity, I remember being in my basement apartment and thinking about this missing piece in my life. This sadness was there, this hole in my heart. And so I just lifted my hand to God and out loud, I said, Lord, if you're real, change my life. Not knowing too, that was praying. And it was praying from the heart. I remember just weeping with that prayer. And within a month, everything in my life started to change. Um, I met somebody who invited me to church for the first time. And um, I started to go to church with a man named Stephen Roth. That became our dating life that first Easter Sunday. And so I started to hear people praying and, and um, learning about prayer. And my mother-in-law, Myrna, your grandma, had a Bible study. And the, the book study with what, what happens when women pray. And this study, she would have every two weeks at her home. And it was very basic teaching on what prayer was all about and how to go about praying. And it was really based on the scripture in James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that was kind of the theme verse. That verse really took root that when you know Jesus, you can pray and, and you can learn how to pray just simple prayers talking to God. And we learned how to overcome, I did, and the rest of the ladies in the group, I was the youngest. It was mostly a group of older women and me at the time, I was 28, maybe. I think I was pregnant with you at the time. And we learned not to be afraid to pray out loud, but to pray simple prayers. And that literally, that whole book on praying and the importance of prayer was life-changing for me. And many years later, after that book and prayer took root in my life, I would say it was probably maybe, oh, I don't know how many years later, but when we went to Good Shepherd Church in New York, that was the first book study we ever did in that church. So not only did it change my life, it's changed the life of all the people in that Bible study. And we all started to pray. Simple prayers, heartfelt prayers, learning the importance of prayer. You know, it's interesting when you think about the amount of prayers and how it's laid a foundation, thinking about a prayer you prayed in your apartment, a prayer that you heard in England as a child, a prayer you heard at vacation Bible school, a prayer study led by grandma and how it, that multiplied, really. Oh, it, it really did multiply because not only did we, or I certainly started to understand about praying was just part 
of the Christian walk that as, you know, you have a relationship with a friend, what do you do? You talk together. You walk together, you talk together, you share your thoughts, you share your heart. And now you're doing this with the Lord. And the thing about praying over the years, and I think one of the things that really helped me a lot is I started to write prayers, probably nearly 40 years worth of prayers. And as I would write the prayers and record them, I would also record the answers to prayers that took place over the years. And it's obviously there are things as in anybody's life that are still unanswered, but oh my goodness, there are so many prayers that have been answered and recorded that they are answered. And that's the amazing thing because we're not, it's not in the, in us doing the asking, it's in the sovereign God who answers the prayers according to his will. Because sometimes the answers that you receive are not what you might have expected. And sometimes they're beyond what you accept, expected. So praying is a privilege and I'm at a place where I feel I'm just learning about it. And that's after uh, many years because recently I've seen the importance of praying according to God's will, not ours. And that's not always an easy thing to do because sometimes we say, oh, well, you know, God's will, maybe we're not gonna like it. Well, the first thing I ask myself is, well, okay, Lord, what is God's will? How am I gonna find out what God's will is so I could be praying? And that's the importance of, of the Bible and going to the word of God and really looking at the prayers that have been prayed by people in both the Old Testament and the New, the amazing prayers that have been answered and were part of the lives of biblical characters. It's so encouraging. It is encouraging. I think when... You know, praying the word is something that you've definitely demonstrated in my life, as well as praying in community, being quick to pray, and also writing your prayers. That's something that I feel like, you know, a lot of my journals are prayers as well, filled with prayers as well. I, I look at, even going back to the the Bible study with grandma, the, the book study with grandma on what happens with women pray and how then you did the study at our church in New York and then how that carried on at where you had now people who you were praying on a regular basis at the church, which led to eventual weekly prayer. And then of course you and your prayer partners. Well, that's been an incredible blessing over the years is that it was a few of us at that time. I mean, we really took our prayers to a, a higher level in the sense of our own personal life and made it that community life where we would be, you know, praying together. And we started a nightly prayer group and that actually later, many years later, developed into a Tuesday morning prayer group that continues to this day. Even in COVID times, they fervently meet on the telephone lines to pray each week. So the, the, the rippling effect of prayer, and what happened in my life is that God raised up women of God to come alongside me and we prayed together. We saw the power and the prayer of agreement where um, two or more gathered, you know, that he's in our midst. And so we would start to pray together on the phone when we were in church together. And I have been incredibly blessed to have prayer partners 
who really know the power of prayer. So we have prayed for each other. They have prayed for me for 30 plus years, nearly 40 years. And it's an honor to have somebody that just has come alongside you and prayed for you and brought you through all the seasons of life and good times, hard times. And we're still doing it to this day. And I am so grateful for these women of God that uh, are, I'm honored to say are my prayer partners. And we might be 1,600 miles away from each other these days, but because of technology and the phone and Zooms, we're really able to connect still and pray for each other. And that's been powerful. One of the things that I appreciate that we've done as a family that you've, you started is our gathering at the beginning of the year and taking prayer requests for the year. And you've included that in your prayer journals alongside your own personal prayers. And we've had the blessing of looking back and seeing answered prayers or the encouragement to continue praying in particular areas. And that's something I'm grateful for that we'll do in just a few days with the, with the new year. Yeah, that's been, well, I have to, to back up and say that obviously the greatest prayer partner I have is, is dad too, because we, in our early marriage, I think we were so new to marriage and even though your dad had been raised in the church, there were things that maybe he didn't put into practice. He had to learn too. So as time went by and we started to learn more how to walk with the Lord and how to really understand the working of the Holy Spirit, that's when prayer became a big part of both of our lives and we knew how important it was to pray together. And so it's been a tremendous blessing to every morning read the word together and pray for the day. And then if something comes up, obviously we pray more in the day if something comes up, but to start every day with that prayer, it just kind of sets the tone for the day, definitely. Well, that's something that you and dad have modeled very well for me in my life. And we've seen tremendous answers. Like, like you just said, not every prayer is answered or even answered the way you think it might be, but we have seen tremendous answers. I mean, even in this year of COVID and you know racial injustice and political divisions, we still see God moving and in the body of Christ moving tremendously because this topic of prayer is on so many hearts. I mean, there are churches who literally now have opened up to pray every morning. And they have prayer online, thousands thousand or more people all gathered together to pray. So this topic is very very present and even in this year when we look at it i mean it hasn't been the easiest of years for anyone but we see how you graduated you started these podcasts um you started your youtube i mean that's all prayer it is that's all god just moving in a supernatural way to open doors to encourage people and and to pray and i think when you um, I can remember being, uh, we had a crisis, some kind of a crisis in our family. We have, we've had a few over the years, but um, I remember being tremendously burdened and I wasn't a part of the Tuesday morning prayer in this particular season. And I was involved with other women's ministry and other things at the church, but I wasn't in the prayer group. And I knew because of our own personal concerns, I had to go be a part of that prayer group because as I would pray for others, I could feel the, my own burdens lifting 
because my eyes were now on God and also on the needs of others. And it really, really helped me in that season to become a part of a corporate prayer. Very, it was very important. And I think gathering with people to pray is really important in the, in the time in which we live right now. I think a lot of people in the body of Christ, many, many are really grabbing a hold of this. There's something powerful that takes place when we put our needs to the side and really entrust them to the Lord and then choose to pray for others. Something does happen in that time. It's, I think sometimes our human nature is to focus on and grab hold of and kind of cling to our own needs or requests and yet something there's an exchange that takes place when we're willing to intercede on behalf of others and there's a a bond that takes place within a group of people who pray regularly oh definitely that when i look back to the the church our church in new york the bond that has developed between that group that pray together, I mean, the love and the concern that they have for each other is just amazing. They support one another. They're there for each other. And it came when they took that step to really reach out and, and to pray for one another. I think sometimes when I've met people over the years, maybe they're afraid to pray out loud in a group. That's been, um, I think back to a old friend of ours who's gone on to be with the Lord. And she had to overcome that fear of praying out loud in a group. I think it happens when you become very consumed with your own words rather than the one who you're speaking to. It happened to me, I think, when I was younger, going through that, what happens when women pray and recognizing that simple prayers are okay. You don't have to be long-winded to be a, an effectual, fervent prayer. It's all about praying from the heart. And, and it's interesting that a friend of one of my prayer partners just said to me today, in her learning to pray, she really didn't know how to pray. And her mother said to her, well, just say, thank you, Jesus. So that's what she would do. She would say, thank you, Jesus, when her mother would pray. And then as time went by, she said, wow, my mother's prayers are getting answered. So maybe I need to pray more. And that kind of opened the door, but the simplicity of saying, thank you, Jesus. And when I taught children uh, as a teacher in, in the Lutheran school system, I was honored to be able to pray with the children. And sometimes we might be in a group and they'd like, look, one would pray easily. And then I'd say, but you know what? You can always say, thank you, Jesus. And I look how God, first of all, it's like any parent. When you say thank you for something, that means a lot. So think what it means to God when we say thank you, Jesus. And another thing that I've recognized, maybe in my own struggles, there are times when all I could pray was Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me but this power in the name of Jesus. And if you can't pray anything else, just pray Jesus. Jesus help me, because he'll hear that prayer. I appreciate the verse in Romans about when we don't know how to pray, the spirit groans and intercedes on behalf of us. Yes. And that that is a, a gift in those moments where we are at a loss for words or don't know what to say. And I think there are times in those seasons of sadness and grief and lament where our, our tears become prayers. Mm -hmm. 
and the and the prayers of the heart the i guess you'd call it more of an internal prayer where your prayers are quiet and that you can't even pray them out loud but god hears through those tears and he hears those prayers of the heart very important and i think there are seasons where god shows you different ways to pray i can remember you know thinking of the holy spirit where it says yeah he, the holy spirit will intercede for you and you know praying in the spirit is, is something that god has shown me to do and yet i find that in my own personal life that becomes when there's a need for spiritual warfare that there are prayers when there is a warfare there is you know that something's going on around you or in society in somebody's life and you have no words of your own to pray but these utterances come forth and the holy spirit is is praying and there are other times that prayer is quiet and you just have to be still and know that he's god different types of prayers and again, I think people sometimes, when it comes to prayer, can be very overwhelmed if they get involved in a lot of reading. Different, there's so many books on prayer. And I still think this, what happens when women pray, I think they actually changed the format um, and included men somehow, what happens when people pray. But the Evelyn Christensen certainly as an author and a woman of God knew the simplicity of prayers. There are so many prayers, but the best source of prayer is go look. How did Jesus pray? How did he teach his disciples to pray? He gave them the Lord's prayer. Not that it would necessarily have to be a rote memorized prayer, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's that format of prayer, you know, just acknowledging who God is and, and having that, um, asking God to forgive you your sins. Very important in prayer, looking at your own heart. I think especially if God is calling anyone to pray for others, it's so important that we acknowledge our own sinful state first. And I love David's prayer. When he said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51, that's powerful. To really look at the biblical examples of prayer. You can't go wrong with that. And obviously Jesus' own prayers, profound. And if Jesus needed to get away and spend time with his father in a quiet place, how much more do we? Absolutely. And yet that's something that I know I need to do more because you can be so busy, even if you're not fully employed, it's the busyness of being busy, of doing and not being quiet before the Lord. That's why I so enjoy my morning time because that is time set aside for quiet, for reading, for reflection, for prayer, for journaling. And that's really been something so important to me in my life. And also learning that in order to pray, as that going back to that James scripture, prayerful and effective prayers, is praying with faith. There are times that things come up in all of our lives incredibly overwhelming things right now we're living in a time that's overwhelming um, people are afraid to go out we have to wear masks we don't know what's our congress going to do next week things are very overwhelming so we don't want to pray with doubt i think i have to ask god many times to lord forgive my doubt and unbelief and I ask him to help me to pray in faith. And the only way I can pray in faith is go to the word. That's where, to me, you've got to have both in your life. You can't just be a person that prays but doesn't have the word. 
you can't just read the word and not pray. The word is very important to me, but I also need to pray more and take that word that I read every day and let that become part of my prayers more. I appreciate the scripture where it says, I believe, help my unbelief. Yes, exactly. Because we can acknowledge that we may not be able to conjure it up in our own strength, and yet in our spirit, we do believe. That's where God's word really encourages me. And one of the scriptures I was looking at in Hebrews, such a good one. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And I think we just have to examine our own hearts. Are we earnestly seeking the Lord? If we are, if we're doing what we know to do, then we have to believe that he's going to reward us, that he will hear our prayers. And sometimes we have to go and look at these scriptures to encourage us. Our, our dear prayer warrior in New York, her favorite verse, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Powerful verses, do we pray in expectation? Well, Lord, forgive me. No, I don't always. People have said, well, you're very quick to pray. And the reason for that, the reason I find myself quick to pray about things, I don't have an answer. When somebody's talking to me about something, a problem, a situation, I'm like, Lord, I don't have an answer. But you do. We can come and ask you, and you will, you will intervene according to your will. You will intervene. So I think we need to stay in the word to encourage ourselves. As we pray, we can be encouraged. I read that scripture in Ephesians 3.20, that God can do so much more than I ask. So am I really asking with expectation? Sometimes not. Well, God forgive me. You know, I need to ask with expectation. I remember years ago, there was a lady came into our church. She joined the church and she had to raise all of her grandchildren, practically. And she was an old time Pentecostal woman. And her son had a very bad accident really bad. He was in the hospital and he was literally dying. And I remember she told the story. She got on the phone to one of the women of the church, explained the situation. And the woman on the phone said, oh, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry that it looks like he's going to die. And Christine, that was her name, said, I'm getting off the phone with you because I've got to pray with someone who's going to believe you'll live. Well, she got off the phone. She, and she went to pray with people who were going to stand in the gap with her. And her son totally recovered from that accident. What I'm trying to say is, does God always answer that way? No. But the importance, and she knew it, was finding a place of agreement. If I'm going to pray for healing, then I need to know that you're agreeing with me. Because the agreement is important in prayer, especially in corporate prayer. When somebody comes to pray or ask for prayer, well, what is it you're asking? Or can I pray for you? Let's be in agreement for this prayer. Let's pray in agreement. And again, maybe that agreement has to come from looking at the Bible together and saying, look what God's word says. Ask and you shall receive. To me, it's very important to come together in agreement. 
because even even in the word it says you know uh, jesus says again if two of you agree about anything you ask it will be done by my father and that's in matthew 18 and 19 you know coming together in prayer knowing god's in the midst of us and so important that we be in agreement about what we're going to pray and sometimes i think i've gone through seasons like everybody where we think well why is god not answering my prayers well that's when we really have to examine our life lord am i doing something that's not according to your will you know am i out of balance in some way that's where we confess our sins and know and and part of any prayer time has to be that lord forgive me cleanse me from all unrighteousness and know that the blood of jesus covers us i think in hebrews it talks about how you know because of christ's death on the cross and him going to the throne room we now because of that we've been act given access to the throne room of grace and mercy what an honor to think that we can go right into that throne room it's no longer that it's only the priest our high priest jesus has gone on before us and made a way for us to go right into that throne room with our prayers and that's um, amazing amazing and that's one of the many reasons it's it's important to read the bible and know both the old testament and the new testament because before jesus it was such a process of sacrifice Oh my and atoning for sins through an animal and bringing it to a priest and you could only go once a year and there was a veil in between the priest and the holy of holies and in knowing that we can appreciate the fact that there is no veil anymore that's right there is nothing coming between us going boldly into the throne room of grace we've been given that access it's not that it's not available to us but we need to choose, make that choice. Right. It's very interesting in talking to my friend and prayer partner today. She was saying, you may not always want to pray, but you need to pray. In other words, we have to persist in pray. There was a, a little acronym years ago, PUSH, pray until something happens. And sometimes we, we don't want to keep on pushing. We say, oh, God's not answering. I might just go on my merry way. No, we've got to keep on being persistent, especially in this time in which we're living more than ever. When we see so many things happening in our world, it's not just the United States, but everywhere, we have to say to ourselves, well, Lord, you might be coming back soon. We don't know. But one of the things we need to do is to be ready and readiness comes through our praying, just bringing everything to him. And being persistent in prayer doesn't mean that we have to say all the right things in no. such a way every day. It's like you said, praying from the heart, praying in faith and bringing that before the Lord daily. And I think it's an attitude of prayer. I mean, you can be, a, I remember the story of Brother Lawrence, the monk. He used to pray washing the dishes in the monastery. It's just whatever, you could be busy doing something um, and all of a sudden God quickens you to have a prayer. Could be a quiet prayer, could be an out loud, out loud prayer, but it's having that attitude to listen for the Lord because along with us doing our praying, we have to listen to God. And sometimes God will impress upon you, oh, so-and-so needs prayer. And we need to just stop what we're doing and say a prayer for that person. Or you could be on the phone and you end up talking about situation or someone. Okay, we just spoke about it. Let's pray about it. Just a simple prayer. Doesn't have to be a big, long thing. I think we need to um, not be judgmental of other people's prayers. 
I do think when we're in a group setting, such as in a church, we have to be mindful to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because we might be in a prayer group where all God is telling us is to listen and be a quietly agreeing with the prayers or God may have placed it on your heart to pray something. You know, it's being sensitive, learning to listen to the Lord, something I need to learn a lot more of, which I'm praying about. Um, one of my favorite passages in scriptures in John 15, which is all about abiding in the Lord. And so we really need to think about how are we abiding in the Lord? Are we spending that time with him that we can learn to not only pray, but listen to him. And when we're in relationship with people, we're often in the same room with them and not necessarily saying something, but we're just together. And that's part of relationship with, with the Lord. And sometimes it's bringing our prayers before him. Sometimes it's listening. Sometimes it's being still. You talked about Brother Lawrence and he, he wrote that book, Practicing the Presence of God. Mm-hmm when you mentioned even praying at washing dishes, you know, the, the Bible talks about pray without ceasing. And that doesn't mean stop what you're doing to pray. It means being in that constant awareness of God's presence that we can go to him at any time because we have access. So it could be doing the dishes. It could be driving the car. You know, I, I didn't love sitting in traffic, but I have to say some of the best prayer times I had were in the car. Sure. And so it's, it's anywhere. And I think prayer is just something we, it, it needs to be more a part of our life and automatic. It shouldn't be difficult. Um, I think the more, it's like anything we learn, the more we do it, the easier it will become. It won't be hard. Some people think, oh, well, this is hard. Well, it won't be as we put it into practice and we learn, just like reading the Bible. The more you do it, the more you enjoy it over time. It's the same thing with prayer. And yet, at the same time, the enemy will do anything possible to keep us from both praying and reading the Word. Yes. But I think if we're finding ourselves in a tough situation which right now most people are in one way or another. There's a lot going on out there right now. And people don't have jobs and some people are um, going hungry or worrying about, am I going to have a place to live? That's a time that we need the Lord more than ever, that we need to go to him and really ask for his help. And if we're not in that situation, but we find ourselves being You know, well, you know, I do have a place to live. I do have food on the table. Well, we need to be praying for those who don't have those things. That's where the intercession or the praying for others right now is key. Key. And certainly we have to pray for our leaders in our nation because as it says, we have to pray for those in authority so we can lead a quiet, peaceful life. And right now, life hasn't been so peaceful for people. But we know God answers prayers. There was a song that we used to sing at Good Shepherd in New York. I know what prayer can do. And when I look back over the years, wow, God has done some amazing things. I know what prayer can do. And when you know what prayer can do, you can't help but keep going back. Right. When you see so many answers, visibly, like me looking at you, the answers, tangible answers. Sometimes, like I said, they're not always so tangible, but I do know that maybe the circumstances don't immediately change, but our attitude changes. Our hearts, we get a different way of looking at things when we start to pray, especially when we pray for people that are difficult or difficult situations. And we say, 
um, Lord Change Me. That was the second of Evelyn Christensen's books, Lord Change Me. And that was a whole book too, based on um, really asking God to help you change and be more like him. So I think when it comes to praying, we may be praying for circumstances and situations, but what God does in the midst of it all is he changes us and he gives us a better attitude. And Lord knows I need one. That's why I got to pray that Lord change me. And then we're conformed into the image of Jesus. Amen. Transformed, renewed. So important. Because more than answers to prayer, we want to draw closer to Jesus. Yes, that's the important thing. Learning to just lean on him and trust him and recognize who he is. It's not so much that we're going to get the answers we expect, but we come into the presence of God. We recognize that no matter what goes on, he's in charge. He's in control. And, and this is temporary, this world. God has a better place for all of us to go. We can be with him. And that is literally a prayer away. Yeah. When you ask Jesus into your heart and life. He's promised us eternal life. So we get a different way of looking at things that um, I think one of the things I ask myself at this stage of life, what's of eternal value? Lord, show us things that are of, a, of eternal value. Show us things that glorify you. Even in these hard times, Lord, help us to glorify you of our work, or what we say, what we do. Help us, Lord. Jesus, help me. There it is. Mm -hmm. Jesus, help me. Listen, if all you can pray is Jesus, he'll hear you. Well, we end our time on the podcast taking a few moments every week to pray. Will you pray for those who are listening who may be in some of the difficult situations you talked about, or maybe don't know where to start in their prayer life, that they would draw closer to Jesus like we talked about and recognize the, the access that we have in coming to him boldly. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God, great and mighty are you. Sovereign Lord, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, great and mighty. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we've had today, Lord, to just share about what it means to come to you, to sit at your feet, and to ask you, Lord, to intervene in our lives. Not that we're deserving, but because Jesus' blood was shed for us. And we have this right now, Lord, to come boldly into your throne room of grace. Father, I pray for those today that are struggling to even pray. Because I've been there. I've been there, Lord, you know. The times that I could barely save Jesus. Or Jesus help me. But Lord, you see that one, you see the tears, the pain, and you're right there to answer that prayer. Even those silent prayers of the heart. But Lord, we know your word is said, we can call upon you in our time of trouble and you will deliver us. And today we pray, Lord, that we will learn how to come boldly to you, Lord. I pray for myself, Lord, that you give me a greater awareness of prayer and Jen and all those listening today, that we see the importance of communicating with you. You're always communicating with us, Lord, but we need the ears to hear you. We need the mind to understand you. And we need the heart to receive what you're saying, Lord. Open our eyes to you, Lord. Open our ears. Open our mind that we might understand 
And Father, I pray, Lord, that you will forgive our sins, that you will cleanse us, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us a new excitement to come to you in prayer. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mom, thank you so much for taking some time to share about your prayer journey and experiences. And it's a blessing to even step back and see the big picture and the multiplication and the, the fruit that have come from one prayer. And God is faithful when it comes to his word and he hears the prayers of his people. And I'm grateful just to share my journey because I feel like I'm on a new journey of prayer that this year coming up 2021 is going to be a new journey of praying new things to learn and that's exciting yes very exciting thank you for the opportunity thank you love you love you too i thank god for the power of prayer in my mom's life it is amazing to see the fruit of one prayer prayed long ago and how it has multiplied and grown and if you were blessed by anything shared today, please feel free to leave a message from my mom, Allison, on Mission Uplift site or social media. Let's uplift the uplifters in our lives, my friends, especially those prayer warriors in our lives. I encourage you as you take the time to seek the Lord, look to his word and look to community to be in prayer with. If you have any prayer requests that you feel comfortable sharing, please feel free to submit a request on the Mission Uplift website. I consider it an honor to pray alongside you, and there are others praying as well. My mom and I recorded this episode before the end of 2020 and before all that took place this week. I want to add that part of prayer is lamenting and grieving and repenting and mourning. Know that you do not have to do that alone. In the next week or so, I will share details about a Zoom prayer meeting scheduled for the end of the month. In the interim, please mark your calendar for every Monday night in January at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time and join us live as we hear from amazing teachers and prayer warriors on uplifting prayer. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm grateful for you and I am praying for you. See you soon.